Gandhi in the chat. Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flying to all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. The Taylor gang and die. We don't even gotta say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. I want to say this is episode 130 or 131. We don't know. I've never kept track. Yeah. I And we're like all fucked up now because we deleted like two episodes in the 20s. And Taylor is at like one count on SoundCloud and Prime's at like another count on the artwork. So I don't know where we are. Anyway. Oh, should we bring that to someone's attention? Yeah. I think we should like make a final call on what number this is and like stick to it moving okay. forward. Um, what? Nothing. Okay. Um, we are recording. It's me and Joyce. We're recording this from the remote app that we use when we're not in the same city, but we currently are in the same city. However, Dash is being remodeled. So we're working with what we have. And because you guys complained, well, it was really our fault last time that when we were in separate states, the audio was off. Apparently I sounded like I was in Bikini Bottom. Yeah. And then also when I listened back on top of that, it was super annoying because there was like a one second delay between me and Joyce. So it looked like I was doing these dramatic pauses (laughs) waiting for her reaction. (laughs) So we decided to sit next to each other and do it. So I'm hoping that this comes out okay because we didn't really test it out before we did it because we are assholes. So hi, we didn't have an episode last week and that was Joyce's fault, I think. That was my fault, yes. Yeah. What was the situation? Um, I just... Don't you have to talk up too. You're talking very low. Honestly, I just had a headache and I didn't want to drive over here. So that's how much dedication Joyce puts into this show. But I have to take my fault too, because all summer long when I was in New York all the time, I was not focusing on this show as much, but we are, the summer's over, the fall is here, we're ready to kick things into high gear. High gear. I was going to say third gear, but I don't think that's the phrase, is it? I don't think so at no, all. But no. I don't even know what the gears are supposed to be referring I do to. Not Cars. Either. Um, I was thinking that, but there's no third bikes. gear in a car, is there? I don't know. They're like letters, right? Mm, no. What? I mean, drive neutral and reverse. Yes, I know they stand for something, but it could be like <laughs> one, two, three, four. No. But it's not. Anyway, <laughs> so um, now we have to catch you guys up on two weeks worth of things and i'm trying to remember what our last episode was to think if there was any thing we were going to update them on from there but probably not right marissa i haven't really been keeping up with you recently so i haven't been keeping up with myself recently i so. walk in the door marissa still has her pajamas on her hair in a bun i just look down and there's an ashtray with two joints in it Smoke weed every day and for uh for context, she walked in at six o'clock at night. So. Yeah. so it's not like morning time. But she's the first thing she said to me was, I've been here all day or something like that. So I mean literally that is what I do. I sit on this couch all day long and I work on my computer from my home and I smoke and I hang out with my dog and it's Aww. becoming kind of scary because <laughs> like I won't leave my house for days at a time. Are they gonna make a TV show about you? Who? I don't know, like some sort of those like obsessed shows or whatever. Like women is just obsessed with being at home on her couch all day. Seriously. But then like, it's crazy because I I isolate myself from the world, obviously in doing that. And then after doing that, I feel so alone and isolated. And it's like this fucking horrible cycle. And I need to start going out more. But my other issue, which I actually wrote to talk about this. So that works out. My other issue is like, I don't have anyone I want to like do stuff with because yeah you have to have it like I don't like going out to parties and stuff I like hosting people at my home but I don't have that many friends like in a group I was just saying this to my friend the other day what? like I feel the same way like 
I feel like I just want someone that I can just hang out with all the time on call. Yes. Just like, Yo. but, oh, but like, and we don't got to do like anything like super special. Like yes. when I want to be alone, I want to be alone. And when I want, this person has to be available for me at all times. Yep. And they want to do either whatever mode you're in, whether it's turn up, stay in the house or do gay activities like gay! I want this person to be open to doing all those things that's that's danielle back home and i don't have a danielle out here yeah i my friend was like that for me last year but i feel like now she's like so busy and that's my like, problem with my la friends be- they all have like industry jobs so everyone's busy all the time where my friends back home have nine to fives yeah. so after five everyone's available so yeah i don't have that and there's it's just, you know, I only have a few house friends, like like the ones that'll just come stay over on like a Saturday night and just talk for hours. <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to turn into a hermit crab out here. At least I have Nova. Aww. How's Nova doing? He's He's been better. He's been kind of like peeing on everything. But other than that, <laughs> we're doing really well. So I have that going for me. I don't know. It it might be time soon to give this up. I don't know how much longer I can be a dog mom with an old man that's incontinent. Except he's very, very loving and active. We've established this. I know, but so that be, that then the question becomes like, because I was just reading that before you got here, which is why I was like cuddling with him when you actually walked in because I felt so bad, but like, when is the right time to put a dog down, right? I'm, I would not put him in a shelter because he's he's a really needy dog. And regardless, like, I just wouldn't want him sit, spending his final days, months, whatever, mm. alone in a shelter being mistreated. Um, but, you know, he does have health problems. The last time I took him to the vet back in July when that shit cost me a thousand motherfucking dollars, um... You know, they told me that he has a heart murmur and his, what was it, that his intestines were failing or whatever the fuck it was. His butt was falling out, basically. <laughs> I should and, not be laughing. I know. And he needed surgery, but they said, you know, and I was like, I'm not paying for all of that. And they're like, well, either way, because the surgery was only a 50% chance of working. Um, either way, they were like, well, he'll still live for a couple of years without it. I'm like, okay, cool. But now he has like lost control of his bladder. He's peed in my bed like three times in the Damn. last two weeks, peed on the couch, keeps mm-hmm. peeing on the carpet, peeing on the floor. And then he felt, you know, and then he gets all sad and upset with himself. And I because feel he so knows bad. That he's not supposed to right. Be doing that. And so that. I was reading about that and people, other pet owners were asking the same thing. Like, is it wrong to want to put your dog down for incontinence? And a lot of blogs were saying like, well, no, that's a big reason to do it. And it just, it feels so wrong because he's otherwise doing just fine. But, like, it's really fucking hard to deal with that and then hard to have other people watch him when I'm going away for one week at a time, two weeks at a time, three weeks if I want to. Like, you know, I don't know. It's tough. If there's any of our listeners. Yeah, that have any tips from us. Yeah, like, let me know what to do. Or if you're in the area and you have all the time in the world and you want to take in a well see I wouldn't even trust it though like I need you to be home as much as I'm home because my baby needs a lot of attention I don't even want to think about it let's change the subject because it's making me upset um what do I have on here a very Brady renovation I don't know why I put on this list I was high when I made this list I'm so high talking to you right now (laughs) another weird podcast (laughs) well I'm trying to keep I'm not high so but no I was just watching that show if you guys haven't watched it it's on HGTV and um, it's like four episodes so far. I think there's two more to come, but you got the reveal by episode four. But so the out the exterior of the Brady Bunch house that we saw in the beginning of every episode, as you know, with most TV shows, the exterior shot is never the actual house. It's a real house from somewhere and the shoots from the inside are on a studio set. So the actual outside house that they shot for is located here in Studio City, two miles from me, actually. And the place they actually filmed it was on a, on a studio set. 
but this house that they did the exterior on went up for sale last year and HGTV bought it and made a project out of creating the inside of the house to look like the whole Brady Bunch house completely. That's a really dope concept. That's like a So win. cool. Yeah. Fucking. But then I was thinking, so then what they did with that is got all six Brady kids involved. Obviously the only remaining cast members because the parents and Alice are since gone. Um, all six Brady kids That's involved. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah. And made a show out of it, obviously. Um, but can you imagine how much this had to have fucking cost HGTV? No. I, like, First of all, so much. I'm like, a, could you, like, and what is the ROI return on investment for those that weren't business majors or just don't know? But you got to think about it. They The house went up for sale for 1.8, but they bought it for 3.6 because they had to outbid people, inclu- including Lance Bass from NSYNC. Um, then you have to pay all six cast members of the Brady Bunch. And it's probably not chump change because them six haven't even reunited in like, I think they said it was like over a decade or something like that. So these people don't just come to the table for any old thing. So you probably had to talk big fucking money for the six of them. Then in the show, they're interspersing clips of the Brady Bunch to like compare it to like different things they're talking oh about. Yeah, so you had to buy the rights. Right. Yeah. Then just producing a show in and of itself, a six episode show, which they said was like, I think they said 3,600 hours of footage that they had oh to compile. Oh my God, you gotta get the crew together. Yeah, you got lighting, all you got- of that stuff. Like editors, all that shit. Like this show had to cost them so much fucking money, but I was happy to read that um, when the episode, the the first thing debuted uh, September in September of this year, last month, they had 3.8 million viewers for the premiere, which was the biggest premiere in HGTV history or something like okay. that. So I guess it was worth it. Um, and now they're doing a contest for um, somebody to stay in the house for like six days. I guess you have to like submit your Bradyest video or most retro video. <laughs> I and want to see Marissa do a I, 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 I thought about it because I would love to stay in that house, but I refuse to do that. And you win um, six nights in the house with like six friends or something like that. Uh, Marissa, you have to do it. You just have to channel your 15-year-old self. I don't know if I could do it. But the whole thing I was going to say about that is they haven't announced what they're doing with the house after that. So I was reading up on people talking about possibilities because it would be super cool if it became like, you know, one of these museums, of ice cream or whatever, mm-hmm. obviously, because they, they redid like just a Brady Bunch to museum. A yeah, right. like it's, it's literally perfect. And then they have some real props from the actual set in there as well that Paramount like has donated. something like that. But they said that um, because it's in a residential neighborhood, they'd never be able to get the permits required for zoning for that. So then someone else said that they might, they could, what they could do is just put it on Airbnb though. I was going to yeah. say that, that like a super Airbnb experience. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what it is. As it stands now, me, because of course I had to go over there. I went there last summer, but it was before that um, HGTV had bought the house. So how was the makeover? How was the reveal? So like, oh, and then, oh, that's another thing. They actually had to, like, that's another part of the HGTV budget that I forgot to add to Did that. Like it? having to, no, having to actually redo a whole house oh, and yeah, not yeah. just like, and it wasn't just decor like they literally had to remodel the entire house because the layout was completely different they had to add another level because it was a one level house and the brady bunch house is two levels and fucking like redo all this shit like that had to cost a zillion dollars in and of itself but um so there the front of the house was mostly the same from back in the day when they shot it for the Brady's, but they did have to take off like a little gate that had been put up and like change two windows and a couple of plants or whatever. So when I had went last summer, it was the old stuff. So I had to go last night to see how it like looked yeah. completely. Me and Nova went over there and it's pretty cool. They have a security person out front, but there wasn't actually a person. It just was a truck that said security and then a chair that said security, <laughs> but there was no security person. So, um, he was on his lunch break and you're revealing him. Yeah. I don't know what the situation with that was. Cause I feel like anyone could have just fucking went around. Maybe he like hides in the back and like, <laughs> gets people. I don't know, but he's like staking out. Yeah, probably like to Try really to catch somebody <laughs> from people from fucking doing that shit. Ninja. But yeah, so there really was no point to that whole story, but I just think you guys should watch it if you ever watch The Brady Bunch or for me. I mean, I watched it, but the cooler part of that was just seeing how the attention to detail. I love that. It yeah. reminded me of that show. Um, you're probably too young for this, but it, I was in seventh, eighth grade. The show was called Becoming on MTV. 
and they would pick fans to get to recreate their favorite artist music video. Oh, wow. But they would do that shit to a motherfucking T. So that's like a, that's a cool concept. It was the coolest thing ever. I remember two episodes so specifically, one girl was a huge Britney Spears but fan that submitted her video oh of gosh. why she should get the experience. Which Britney video would you do? Um, well they pick it for them, but they did baby one more time. They took her to the same locations. They had the same choreographer. They treat they, they treat the people um, like a celebrity, like during that time. So they put the girl obviously they fly her Imagine out to LA. Winning that show exactly. I would like lose my mind. and then um, I don't I don't believe they get to meet the celebrity in the end. But either way, that show was just so cool. Being able to see like exactly how much they nailed it or whatever from, like, set design mm-hmm. from everything down yeah. to costume, all of that stuff. And then like they aired the videos side by side in the end, so you can see like how similar they are. And um, so that's kind of what this felt like because they were literally like making sure down to a small picture in the back of the, of the house was, was exactly the same. Um, so it was just really super cool to watch. Plus just the seventies the aesthetic in and of itself is just such an interesting thing. And um, I started like, it put me into a, a YouTube rabbit hole of watching like people finding old seventies homes that are like still intact now. I thought and... you were going to say home videos. And I was like, Marissa, you're watching other people's home videos. That would not be that fun. Although that the, is so creepy. The rabbit hole that got me there was watching the Brady shit. And at the same time, that Instagram page I had tagged you in that uh-huh. lady, like that LA historian, I had been looking at her page and it was just such cool shit from the eighties that it made me like go look for more. Um, but yeah, that lady, her I started following her after that. That page is like that, yeah, that all her shit is hella historical. But anyway, none of the historical. I was gonna say historian and historical. Anyway, um, then you guys care about that. Let's see what else is going on in the world. This Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott thing. So was that we? Okay, so Joyce texted me earlier. We were talking about recording today. And Joyce was like, yeah, we got to talk about how it turns out Kylie was really the side chick the whole time. And I didn't ask her to elaborate, but I'm assuming you saw that Twitter thread of that girl that's been fucking with him since 2013 or something. Uh, I saw the Twitter thread, but I had also, I've never gone on my Instagram discover or the page where you can see like what other people are commenting on that are like your oh, friends. Oh, the activity tab. The activity tab. They're getting rid of that, by the way. I just saw an article oh, today, but go on. it's literally useless and I've never gone on Me neither. I forget it I think it I like accidentally like slipped on and I was like, what is this? It was like this one girl that I follow like commented on like all, like all the shit. And it was this, uh, apparently this girl that Travis has been with since like 2012 and yeah, the Twitter thread. Yeah. Same yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't make Kylie the side chick because there's a reason why he never wifed her all this time. So Kylie wasn't the side chick, but... There are theories that she just got pregnant. No. And then he didn't know what to do. I guarantee that... I mean, no. Travis isn't dumb. He wifed that girl, got her pregnant because he knew what the situation was and wrote it out. And they're saying now that the reason is the breakup is like they can't agree on like extending the family or whatever i guarantee kylie is od clingy mm-hmm. and even in that thread that they're saying this side chick girl um she there was like subs that she posted like last year or something like that where it's like kylie keeps blocking and unblocking me or some shit so that was Ky- like from last year that was like from a couple days ago Oh, no, 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 no. There was one. It was like from a few months ago. So it just shows that Kylie knew that she existed too and probably was just kind of choosing to ignore the shit. I just saw a lot of like, um, like she was at Sunday service. Yeah, that was was, wild. This was like, like, these people on the internet like post the craziest receipts. And like, this is definitely a rabbit hole for me. I don't even follow Kylie. Like, I don't really care at all. But I definitely did this day. Yeah. Um, but she, like po- people were like posting like how like they were together in the same city. So like All recently, of that shit. like yep. in the Netherlands and Paris and like people were pulling up like pictures of her from like October 2012. Yep. And then pictures of him in October of 2012. And it's like they were both in Paris. Like that's how you know that they were together back then. All this crazy ass shit. But that was another reminder to me because I have been getting super high and journaling and like really reflecting lately because I've been trying to like by the way weed is like okay there's so many levels of what I just I'm wanted too to say high right now I don't know how you literally took like four pulls but, I told you I haven't really been smoking but um 
damn, now you just fucking made me lose my train of thought. Oh, all of that shit makes me like definitely know that I never want to be that famous, that I ever have to worry about this kind of shit happening, especially like who knows if that lady was even any part of the reason why they're breaking up. I'm assuming she's not because obviously she's been around and hasn't gone anywhere. So I really do think it's other shit that they were going through. And it's like, imagine you're already going through a rough breakup and the whole internet is just reminding yeah. you also that like your man had a side bitch and you're just out here looking crazy. And then you're trying to probably trying to cover up whatever pain or just feel better by running back to your ex real quick and go do a little dirt there, get some dick and maybe get back on him. I don't know what you're doing. I don't think that she was doing that. I know for a fact she was. Oh, and okay. um, so like, you know, doing all of that. You can't even do that shit on the low because the internet's reporting on that shit too. So to tie in what I was about to say about my getting high in journaling, because I just, I really feel like I'm like right there about to unlock the next level of like me. Like you said this last time, you're just trying to break this wall. Yeah. Like I literally feel like it's like, and, um, so like in my journaling, I definitely confirmed like, cause I've, I've been just trying to figure out like career wise, like where do I want to be? And I just know for sure. I don't want to be like a superstar. I just want to have my following people that fuck with me you know i make my difference i do my writing i do whatever whatever and just to stay so it is. some level of anonymity yeah like i really like just not having to worry that my relationship woes or anything are going to end up on the fucking shade room or some of that shit like that is a life i do not ever want that shit is fucking miserable dog and i know that it comes with it's like a gift and a curse but i mean even look at fucking cardi every time i see her fucking blowing up and reacting like it makes me mad at her like fuck why are you letting them see you sweat kind of thing yeah but at the same time every time I fucking get it because that shit is frustrating and it's only people that don't have to deal with this type of shit responding saying oh Cardi you can't handle this or Cardi's so whack she just letting anyone get under her skin why is she saying anything like yo they're talking about her child and lying chopping up her words making it seem like she said that her daughter calls someone else mommy or whatever the case was like yeah I would fucking react like that too like there's a beauty in it too because a lot of people have like you know like their PR and they have like all like people posting for them and they don't even use their own social media exactly we get to see her there is like and and she's always been so true to that that the fact that that's how she decides to write it out is it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like I said, it just makes me crazy people saying like, Oh, I wouldn't react. And like, ideally I would not want to react too. That's why I said, like I get upset even when Cardi does react because I hate that other people do get to see her sweat, but it's like, it's really genuine. And like, (laughs) Nova has joined the podcast. Um, And it actually ties in perfectly with what happened to me over the weekend. So if you guys follow me on Twitter or if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I went on like a little like toot my own horn parade. No, we loved it. Everybody loved it. Yeah. And it was really nothing. It wasn't prompted by anything negative. Um, I don't know. I guess Cardi had said something about Joe in the podcast or something like that. And so I think she was like upset with him for some sort of reason. So, um, Somebody had tweeted me like, oh, well, remember you were the first one. You brought Cardi on the Joe Budden podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I fucking did. And that was 2015 before yeah. Love and Hip Hop or whatever. So it just kind of inspired me. And it kind of went hand in hand with this like self-love journey I've been on anyway. Like my therapist says it all the time. Like I don't celebrate myself at all. And I really need to. I learned so much about Marissa that I actually <laughs> didn't know before. Like I was like, oh, wait, you, you, what? And then I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I just went on this like self-love train and like, you know, tweeted about some of my accomplishments and stuff like that. And, um, I shared a story about like this misogynistic situation I had to deal with at my last workplace. And out of nowhere, just like in one of my tweets that had said, um, I was the first one to bring Kehlani to Hot 97. Uh, I made Nicki Minaj's Twitter. Can you just brush him off? Because he's super fucking distracting right now. Can you like send him that way? Come here, Nova. Thank you. Go ahead, Pop. Go. Go. Thank you. And um, some girl responded to my thing and was like, nobody cares, to be honest. And I was like, nice. And I went to the girl's page and she's not following me. Nova. And so I replied, I retweeted her and um, (laughs) it's fine. He's only going to play with it for a second anyway. 
I retweeted her and I said, obviously you do um, hate to use the word hater, but literally that is the definition of it. Like you don't even follow me and you're here to rain on a parade for absolutely no reason. And she replies and was like, girl, bye. You one of the biggest haters in the game. Now you mad because karma's coming for you. And I'm like, who are you? What? Right. I'm like, I literally don't bother anybody. And so I responded to her. I'm like, whoever, because then I started having a few ideas of a couple people that it could be that have had problems with me. And then when I respond, it makes it, everyone makes it seem like I'm just the issue. Um, like you think they have a burner account or something? No, 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 no. I, it, was, it seemed like it was a friend of whoever oh, it could oh, gotcha. be. And so I was like, whoever says I'm a hater is only telling you half the story because I've never spoken ill on anyone unless there was a reason. And... um so then lo and behold, a couple minutes later, do you guys, you guys, if you guys listened, it was actually about to be a year ago, last November, it was an episode that me and Jamal did when we were in New York. So I don't know if you listened back to it when I explained the situation, but I'll tell the story again and then we, um, I'll explain what happened here. So two years ago, uh, Thanksgiving 2017, I was up visiting um, Hot 97 and uh, I was sitting in the room and it was me and a couple people. And this one girl walks in who um, I had just started getting cool with when I was leaving and we didn't get a chance to really get that cool. But I fucking loved her. And like when I was leaving at the Christmas party at Ha, I told her, I was like, oh my God, you know, I never told you, but like, I really fuck with you. And I, I know I'm, only, I'm leaving in a month, but I really hope we can get some time to hang out. Like, I think you're super talented, super dope. And she was like, oh my God, like, and, you know, we had like a cute little moment, obviously never got to kick it. But then anytime I was back visiting hot that whole next year, because I moved February, we're talking November now of that year, I was back visiting a couple times, I'd see her, we would chop it up. So we're sitting in the room, she comes in the room, so me and her chopping it up. And like I said, she's newer, she was way under me. And um, another person comes in, and I, I don't even want to say as much because people could start putting stuff together. And it's not even about that. But long story short, something another person said something and I was kind of reacting to what that other person said and this girl that I'm talking about thought that like the my facial expression was for her and it was like um an opportunity that she was presented with and I was just reacting funny because the person who presented her with the opportunity has always been very funny style with me so just the way she walked in the room the energy she came in with this other person the way she asked a question like I like it felt very much to spite me like on yeah. purpose and you, you just got a vibe and yeah, yeah it was just and so like you know I tried to put my game face on because obviously like my my friend here is getting a dope opportunity so I want to be happy for her but I'm so like irritated by the other person that I I in my mind I thought I was doing a phenomenal game face like really thought I had it down yeah the poker face <laughs> to a tee and so she's straight right frowning so like you know this is like let's just let's say this is a Monday mind you like I said I'm just visiting hot that day so that night I slept over at my girlfriend's house. One of the persons that was in the room that same day lost connection, attempting to reconnect. I hope that it's still going though. We'll see. So, um, um, the next morning I woke up at that girl's house and she was like, yo, what happened with you and old girl yesterday? And the girl that was my friend. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, your face was nasty that whole time. Oh, and she is pissed. And I'm like, she's pissed. Oh my God. Like that wasn't even about her. It was about the other person. Like, holy shit. No. And she was like, yeah, well maybe you should talk to her. Cause she like thinks that you were just hating on her and shitting on her parade. I was like, Oh my God. So first I DM'd her. I don't have that girl's number, but I DM'd her and I explained the whole backstory in the DM. I'm like, Oh my God, me. And, and that just shows that you care too, because it, like you really wouldn't be going. It, yeah. It wasn't. If you done, don't give a fuck about somebody. Like you're just like, oh, I was gonna just let she, it be. Yeah, yeah. Like you misread that. Like, bitch, like who the fuck do you think you are? Like, right. Oh, well, yeah, like, that's fine. So when but, she, like, when she knew, tells me like, that, yeah. So I hop in her DM I wait like 20 minutes and I'm like, nah, bro, I want to fix this today. Like, I don't like, this feels so wrong. Like, I don't want, especially because it was a moment for her too on top of that. Like, I don't want her to feel like I shitted on her moment when that wasn't even the fucking case. Like, and again, like if, 
if I did something intentionally and it caused backlash, then like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat that. Like, cause I did it on purpose. But just the fact that I didn't even mean for it to be like this, I just wanted to write the situation. And you're not you know? like, no, she deserved that. Exactly. Like, like yeah. you know, it wasn't that so, so I'm like, yeah, after 20 minutes, I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm going into the station. Like it, I wasn't even going back to hot that day. I had a meeting somewhere else or whatever, but I'm like, nah, I want to apologize in person. Like I want this handled. So I fucking took my way all the way over there. And I had my homegirl that I was staying with tell her like, oh, Marissa's coming in to, to, uh, to talk to you, to apologize to you. So I pulled up, pulled her to the side and, you know, she was obviously re- ready for the conversation. And I explained the whole backstory. I'm like, look, me and this person have a sordid past. She's done X, Y, Z to me, like acted funny here, there and there. And even when she walked in the room, her energy was crazy. Like she, cause he, that woman like had turned to me and was like, oh, hey, hey, Marissa, when, you know, I'm a visitor. Like you would think I would just get a better reaction just off top. Like you haven't seen me in a minute. Like it would be a little more than turns to the other girl who you see every day and was like, hi, like, so just put on the word. Yeah. So just that energy alone, like that's, this is what I'm dealing with off top. And this, this same person has me blocked on social media for no, like she blocked all the women at hot 97 for a period of time none of us could understand why. And then she slowly unblocked people because they like worked with her more, but I never had to deal with this person really. We were on other sides of the office. She was still iced out. Yeah. So she hit up, but like, but when we would see each other, it would be all love, oh. but she would also do funny shit. And I'm telling you, like there was no actual reason, like randomly when she had first started working at hot, I met her that same day and I was like, Oh my God, I've heard of you before. I'm Marissa. Da, 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 da. Then Two months later, me and her are standing with Flex, and she's like, oh, Flex, you know Marissa only introduced herself to me when she found out who I was and what I'm doing here? And I'm just looking at her like, what? Like, we randomly all met at what the else, same what time. What else are you supposed to introduce <laughs> yeah. yourself to her? So, like, like, before you met her? Before uh, you found, like, what? So that's one instance with that person. Another instance with this same person um she was Ray Shremard was there and so she was it was a bunch of us and so she's introducing Ray Shremard to everybody like oh this is so and so this is so and so oh this is what's your name again oh my just god just kidding this is Marissa and I was like what like how was that a funny joke like well I don't understand what's how was that a joke that's the worst kind of situation to be put in because I am not like the type of person that's gonna flip out on you like in a public setting well I don't do confrontation that much in in general so like for somebody to put you in a situation where they're like putting you down in front of other people there's nothing you can do about it because you're not trying to like look crazy or plus this person is in a position of power that's the worst and like most horrible feeling so this is the person that I'm talking about this is the energy that I have been dealing with that person and then I can't I'm not going to really get into the politics of what was said but that's what I was also upset because of the politics of a situation. Right. So I was misinterpreted. Right. So I explained all this to this person. I'm like, so that was what my face was just reading her energy. It literally couldn't have had any less to do with you. I wanted to apologize to your face because that is super trash that like, you, you, you felt way. that and I and, I, and I'm, I'm so sorry like and she was like wow I didn't know any of that backstory like I get it I, I appreciate that you came here to tell me that or whatever and I was like oh love so when I left I figured like I it's probably like we're never gonna be like super tight probably me and that girl because I think in her mind regardless I probably like ruined a moment for her either way like she's probably not gonna it's probably only gonna fuck with me from a distance or whatever but I I would think that like at least we're cool cool. now yeah Yeah. so that was november 2017 i'm i'm sorry i really it's like a long story but we're gonna tie this back in november 2017 november 2018 a whole no sorry june 2018 summer jam so about six months later i'm running backstage at metlife i run past her and i see her and so like i went out my way to give a very cheerful hello because i know that you want to make a good yeah it's our first seeing each other since then nothing's weird we're both probably a little like "Eh, exactly exactly so i wanted to be the one to do so because i was the one that unfortunately initiated the problem even though it wasn't my fault or whatever or not and my intentions rather so i was like hey girl and she looked up and gave me like a funny look but I didn't, I couldn't read it. It didn't feel very welcoming, but at the same time I wasn't tripping because summer gym is a high pressure situation for everybody. We're all busting our ass. Exactly. And she was on her phone. And so I'm like, she's probably over there working. I'm working too. So I'm not even tripping. Like it just was what it was. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I wasn't feeling no type of way. So that was June. So now November I'm up visiting for Thanksgiving again. It's a whole year later. And, um, 
I'm with Carol walking through the hallway. And this is, this is, again, this is what I talked about on this episode last year. I'm walking with, through Carol in the hallway and we pass her and I was like, Hey girl, she looked up, rolled her eyes so hard. I thought they were going to fall out of her fucking head and then kept walking. And Carol turned to me like, yo, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, bruh, oh my God. And I was just so mad because it's like, again, like I said before, you could not fuck with me on a deep level because you just feel like that shit was trash regardless. And I would understand because it just is what it is. You can't help how you feel. If I was part of a reason why your moment was pretty much crushed, like I get it. You're going to just associate me with that feeling and you may not really fuck with me. I, I, res- I respect that. But what I don't respect now is like just being, being childish and disrespectful. Like at least like the respect of just saying hello, like you don't even have to like me at all, but you could just say hello back without rolling your eyes. So afterward I hopped on Twitter now. Okay. So y'all know me. I'm not a super confrontational person. I'm not even like a rah, rah person. Like I don't do extra shit. All of my friends, none of my, I don't fight with my friends. I don't get into arguments all the time or any of this shit. Like each one of my friends, I could, I, we probably argued one time in our lifetime each. Honestly, I I can remember one distinct argument with Danielle, one distinct argument with Carol, one distinct argument with Kiana, one distinct argument with Victoria. Like that is it. And um, so I get on Twitter and I'm just venting about the situation. And I'm just like, and I, I actually, you know what? I have the exact tweet because I had to just search it the other day to prove a point. So the fact that I'm sitting here on my phone, I can fucking go boom, boom, pow and get all y'all while I'm saying this, Joyce, if you just want to sing a random song. <laughs> I don't know. I'm deeply invested in this story now. I'm trying to like put the pieces together myself. We've been giving you guys quality content for about three years now, and we want to bring you even more. By subscribing to our Patreon, you'll have access to everything from full videos to spending a day with the gang and riding in a low rider through the streets of L.A. Um, We got tiers for our listeners on a budget, and we got tiers for our big ballers, too, and everyone in between. And even if you don't care about the content and you just want to support us, we would appreciate that, too. So subscribe to us at patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash M-E-I-A podcast. So, um, okay, my tweet was when I got on Twitter, 11-14-2018 to rant. I said, had a misunderstanding with someone last year who thought my comments were for her and they weren't. I explained in full detail who they were for and why and apologized to her face because I could see how it got misconstrued. And a year later, she still gives me death stares. Fuck you, bitch. Oh, no. So that was my tweet. And I wasn't doing We don't follow each other, her and I. As far as I know, our mutual friends don't really know about the situation. I'm giving you context first. So when I'm tweeting that tweet, the tweet wasn't to be some big bad wolf that I want her to see it and 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 see that like I'm not scared or some shit like that. Because it in my mind, rolling your eyes and walking away, that's, that's non-verbally saying fuck you, right? So this was just me responding to that same energy. Like, okay, cool. Then I guess it's fuck you between us, right? So that was just my rant for that. And I guess in the back of my mind, subconsciously, I figured if she does see it, she can see the replies to this tweet and realize how wrong she was for that energy. So that was my tweet. And then apparently the next tweet, which I had deleted because at this time last year, which, so I forgot about this until she brought it up the other day. So then someone else had said something like, wow, she's mad childish or something like that or something like that. So I had retweeted that and I said, right. Um, and I really was trying to be a grown adult about the situation, man. Suck my dick. That is extra as hell to suck my dick. Suck my dick and the fuck you bitch could be taken. I mean, yeah, the fuck you bitch, it could be. I'll stand by it because of the way way I meant it. It wasn't to be like, yo, fuck you. Because then some, she was like, well, um, so last year when this happened, right? The next morning I wake up regular and she's in my mentions retweeting me. And it was her friend too, which is, I real I put it together. It's the same friend that was responding. No one cares the other day to me. Um, she responded like, Oh, you didn't have that same energy in person. You better keep that shit. When I see you, I'm gonna smack the shit out. You all this shit. I'm gonna smack the shit out. Yeah. So she, she said that last year and I debated on responding to it. I'm like, yo, first of all, to do this on the timeline when we're both like young professionals trying to like move up in this thing, like, that shit is so 
crazy to me that you want to do all like put it all out yeah like everybody to and regardless of anything just the fact that we're just it, not even just in, in entertainment but period like i wouldn't want that stuff on my timeline like just you know. i don't get into fights with people exactly like, like, i okay maybe it's because i haven't like fought with really with anybody like i don't know if i ever have really gotten into it into it like on a public scale, right like, so and like right i don't i'm there's no it's not, it's not professional it's, it's like not adult like if if there are sometimes getting into it with someone is necessary yes but to do it in a public forum I just don't think is needed and so I just I chose not to respond last year because just the fact that she retweeted my tweet too and like said something like I was like you're doing this for an audience and I'm not exactly sure what audience it is or why like who else you're trying to show that you're what like I don't know punking me or what you're looking for what type of response or whatever and I just never responded and again like when you respond to something like that you you you're stooping down to that same level type of thing. So I left that alone last year. So now this year, this person, you know, fast forward to what like I said, someone responded and said, no one cares to be honest. And I retweeted and I said, well, you're defining the word hater and you don't even follow me. And I'm just honestly talking about some accomplishments in my life. I don't know, whatever. And then she had responded and, um, you know, said you're a big hater. Karma's coming for you. And like I said, I had responded and said, whoever's saying I'm a hater is only telling half the story. So then um, the girl that had the issue retweets that and says, girl, shut up. I can attest to you being a hater. You also don't have any of this quote unquote energy, internet energy Energy, in person. Energy, new words. So I replied, I said, I knew this had to be about you. The initial situation that took place, I personally apologized to your face for because it was a misunderstanding that I was adamant I make right because it wasn't about you. Then you want to continue to be childish after. And this tweet is proof. That's whack. So... It became this whole thing. And she was like, um, don't forget you got on Twitter talking about fuck that bitch and suck my dick. Link me in person with all that internet energy. And so I quoted, I said, here's the direct quote, not a suck my dick in sight. Cause again, I forgot I had tweeted that cause I deleted it last year. And I said, when I said hi to someone and get an eye roll in return, despite me having been adult about the initial issue and you saying, oh, I understand. I didn't know the backstory. Hell yes. It's fuck you then keeping your same energy. Anyway, so then she's like, um, I'm going to slap fire out you in person when I see you. Oh, she got aggressive with it. Right. Marissa uses her words. Right. And so then I said, and then she was like, keep that same energy. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll note your threats here and you'll deal with my lawyers then when we cross paths. And then she's like, oh, white women always want to call the police when. when that is a little bit extra, Marissa. Um, what, deal with my lawyer when we cross paths? No, that ain't no fucking extra. You're threatening me with violence and we're grown adults with careers. I'm not, I'm not fighting i'm 32 are you kidding like and then so I'm, i was really trying to like look at it from all sides right like and because then her friend kept going in my mentions too i'm and i told her friend i'm like yo admittedly yes that suck my dick was wild extra unnecessary cool but that fuck you i stand by that shit it is fuck you why does it have to be fighting words did she said fuck you without saying it first like so what they were basically saying was like you didn't have that same energy in person and i was trying to understand like was i supposed to like argue with you in person and be like what the fuck or you know what I mean like or even say what's your problem like we're both at hot 97 like your place of employment and my former place of employment like there's not going to be any conversation had here because this is a, a professional place and the crazy thing is like she knows people who could definitely get your number she can hop on a call and like ask you straight up the fact that she's like on twitter like just getting her friend to gang up on you like that does not I mean even now I mean her friend I'm assuming did it on her own accord which is cool but it's like especially this this last time it's like I wasn't looking for you at all I'm on Twitter tweeting about shit I've done in my career and here comes your friend and then even still when I reply to your friend just on a generic like I'm not a hater level you popping up with the retweets like you really 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 wanted some type of energy when no one was talking about you looking for you like and so all of that to tie back into my original point, I didn't want to react at all to either one of them, but it was just like, that shit gets under your skin, especially when you know you're not the wrong person in that situation. So going back to the point of Cardi, like she's not wrong. Access Hollywood is, is if they're chopping and screwing your words, especially when it comes to your child, like what are you supposed to do? Right. So yeah, like, so to sum up my shit, like I'll definitely own up to being wild extra for the suck my dick shit. That shit was just corny as fuck. But 
to have all this energy, like you're mad, like you literally want to be mad and angry and like go a whole year later coming on someone's timeline when no one was asking. So I'm not a hundred percent sure of what the whole back animosity is for that, but yeah, I just wanted to share that story because it was really frustrating. Although I'm like really proud of my own self because I feel like you kept it so level headed. Yeah, and well, that that Towards- yeah on social, yeah. But I feel like on a bigger level, something like that, like on uh, in another time period, maybe even a couple years ago, like pre therapy, pre all that, I would have sat here for days on end, mad stressed out, like this isn't fair. Why are people ganging up on me? Like, you know, just filling away because I think I always wanted everyone to just like me. I never could understand when someone didn't like why I never did nothing to you. But just now in this, a big old age of mine, I'm just like, look, you're just not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And it just is what it is. And if she, she just chooses to very much dislike me like that, I'm just going to have to eat that. And I, and like, it's frustrating too. Cause it's like, you know, that's back at my old place of employment. And there's someone else who I had a semi-similar situation with that she's friends with. And it's like, damn, you know, if two people could sit there and talk to each other, like, oh yeah, this, you know, Marissa, hater, Marissa, this, like it gives it, it gives it legs. It gives it like, it could seem like, well, if it's two people and it's you, then it, you probably the problem type of shit, you know? So like that starts to get to me for a second too. And I'm just like, no, I literally can't change it. If that's the energy that some of these people want to give me, like I know my relationships with everyone else there. I know not a single other person would be able to say I'm a fucking hater. That's the last thing I've ever been. Every, bro, giving so many people a chance to do shit with me for like all that stuff, like whatever. But again, it just, it just is so real because I'll see people saying shit too under Cardi's thing. Like, well, if it wasn't true, you wouldn't be going so hard if you weren't guilty. And it's nah. like, yes, you would. It's like, your whole, <laughs> you're defending your entire character. Yeah. Like, especially like if, if it's like about you as a mother and like you something wanna, that's like, personal you to just you. Are like, nah, like even, you know, like, you know how sometimes somebody will ask you a question and you're not even lying, but you'll just say it in a way. And then you just worry that they think that you're lying and you try yeah. to cover it up. But the whole time you weren't lying at all. And, but you're like being defensive and they're like, well, then you must've been lying. Cause you're being so defensive. But it's like, sometimes it just slips out. Yeah. And like, I get it. And for this situation in particular, I think I was even more adamant about it too. Even writing the initial 2017 wrong to her face. I was so adamant because hater bitches suck. Like they've rained on my parade plenty of times. And that shit is not fun. Like some people are just, fucking mean and like not cool and just like like toxic and so that's why I went out of my way to show her like oh I want you to know that's not my character like I don't play that hater shit and so like to keep being hit with that same word over and over that shit gets under your skin like no I'm not a fucking hater dude like that shit is fucking frustrating so yeah so I get it when people can evoke a reaction out of you and I would love to get to a place where no matter what you don't get a response out of me, but I'm yeah, not there. Feelings. Yeah. And, but in a bigger level to tie back to my other, other point, like it's another reason why I would never want to be super famous. Cause then they do come for you for every little thing. And my sensitive ass will be there defending every little fucking thing. And I don't have the fucking energy for it. So yeah. Fame is, um, Famous a bitch. Did it feel good though, like putting out like all the things that you have accomplished and like seeing people's feedback from it? Because you were telling some stories that like were like inside, inside. Like I was like, oh shit, like really? Yeah, it's it's really crazy. So again, I don't know if you guys all follow me. I would assume so if you listen to the show. But you know, I started off with the Cardi thing. Then I think I said the Kalani thing, um, the Nikki Twitter thing, which is funny. I'll tell something about that in a second. And then I just started going, and I because I still. Um, have a lot of old emails, a lot of old texts. And I told the story of how French Montana, Max B and Drake were actually all supposed to get on a song together. That's the one I was like, oh. yeah, in April of 2009. And um, I had made French's Twitter and I was running it at the time as well. He was not very big on technology at you all. You posing as French Montana <laughs> is the funniest shit I ever seen. She was like speaking in his tone and everything. And so like, so somebody, um, 
I don't know, I was on Twitter one day, at, it logged in his page, and I think I had clicked Drake's page, and I saw that he was following French, and I was like, oh my God. So at this time, French was, I'm sorry, Drake was buzzing. Best I ever had was out as a record because it um, so far gone, the mixtape had already dropped, but Best I Ever Had was not serviced to radio yet. So he wasn't like a superstar yet, but he was def- everyone knew like Drake was next. He was super buzzing. And so when I saw that, I followed him back immediately and I called French. I'm like, bruh, Drake is fucking following you. Like I've seen him tweet about you before. He's a fucking fan. I'm going to DM him and like, um, you know, say we need to link up. He was like, yo, do that shit. I DM Drake and Drake hits right back. And um, this is when his Twitter name was Jacquard Noir. And so he gives his number right away. And so I told French, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna text um, Drake. And he's like, all right, go for it. Because I did not tell, uh, trust French to fucking coordinate this properly. He was a disaster all the time. Would cancel shit, forget shit, everything. So I text Drake as French. And like Joyce was saying, like, yeah, my French impression was spot on. But I've always been that way. I could emulate like a rap voice or whatever, which is why I'm writing someone's book. Like I'm very good at becoming the other person. So acting through words. Exactly. Set that up. Drake was hella with it. He was landing in New York City the very next day. We had tapped in with Max B. Max was a go for 8 p.m. the next day. We were going to go to Dame Grease's studio. And I think it was in Yonkers. And the next day, French calls me. He had gotten into it with his wife, and which was like a common occurrence around those days. And he wasn't coming out that day. He said, we, we got to reschedule. Tell him like another day. And I was like, I really don't think that he's going to reschedule, bro. And he was like, no, 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 it's good. It's good. Lo and behold, Drake did not reschedule. And he blew up like a week later. And it was super hard to get in contact with. And then thank God, French blew up on his own anyway. And so their paths crossed regardless. But yeah. So that was a very interesting, almost happened record. And then Max went to jail around that same time, like probably a month later. So a dub all around, maybe not even less than a month. Record that never was. Exactly. But so that was one of the stories that I told. Um, And yeah, I was just telling a lot of shit and it was kind of cool to reflect because I really honestly do forget you get so caught up in your current moment. Um, But so as I'm tweeting, all of a sudden I'm getting these team Minaj members in my fucking mentions talking about... um, Bitch, you didn't create her Twitter page. Soldier Boy did. You fucking lying ass bitch. I'm like, what the fuck? And there's a video of Soldier Boy in some complex interview this year saying he created Nikki's Twitter page. And then Nikki like agreed on Queen Radio because I guess he was like giving her hella props or whatever. And on Queen Radio, Nikki was like, yeah, shout out to Soldier for doing that, whatever. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, we did that. It was the we were in the we were on a press run for Beam Me Up Scotty that I coordinated with her um her management team at the time was uh Waka's mom Deborah Antony she was with Mazay Entertainment that's when Nikki was living in Atlanta and doing a lot of shit with Gucci during this era and the Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape had come out and her team had been in touch with me because I had interviewed her for allhiphop.com about like three weeks prior. And they called me back after the interview when they were like, Hey, you know, we know you work for all hip hop. Do you have any other New York connections? Because we're about to do her press run in New York for beam me up Scotty. And since we're in an Atlanta based label, like we don't have as many connections. And I'm like, Oh yeah, well through working with French and um, I had been helping Jay Mills and uh, you know, just making rounds with Karen Civil randomly sometimes, like not working for her or with her, but just like as a friend. I had made relationships with people at BET, with people at these other places. So I was able to help set up the rest of her press run. And so we were on the press run and Twitter had been popping for like at least six, seven months now in the industry. And there was a fake page of Nicki Minaj's that had popped up a couple months earlier that looked really legit too for a while. Like she had gotten like Mac Main was following her everything. And then finally, like the real Nicki had shut it down on MySpace and said, no, I don't have a, a, a Twitter page. And so we were with her on the press run for like the first day and we're telling her about Twitter. She's still like, eh, I don't really want it. I don't know. And then finally, the next day we were all in the, the truck. days before everybody just had social media mm-hmm. to and so we were waiting to go into an interview and we just kept telling her like, Nick, you really need to have just, you need the shit. Like, and I was just, I gave her like another reason why she was like, fuck it, Marissa, just can you make it for me? Can you make it? And she handed me her phone and I made her Twitter and I followed myself. And then I remember like some of her first follows was um, Chuck Creekmore from All Hip Hop. And she followed my friend AG who, well, I became friends with him later. And then like 
I just remember when I met AG, like my first thought was like, oh, I remember Nikki followed him. Like, I don't know why, like that's what I remembered. But so yeah, so apparently Soldier just fucking like laid claim to it randomly. I don't know what he remembers, but so then one of the team, that's another thing. Like I didn't want to respond to any of these team Minaj kids cause I know what the fuck I did. But then at the same time, I'm like, nah, y'all not about to drag me through Twitter and make me look like a motherfucking liar to like my peers and everything. So just, I just picked one person who was like, kind of being cool from team Minaj. And I did receipts of like, um, the day that I made it was apparently April 27th, 09. Right after that, I tweeted like, um, it's official Nicki Minaj is on Twitter. And we just verified it because she went to her MySpace to verify that she made a Twitter page because there was no checks back then. So I showed my tweet. I was like, feel free to cross reference it with the day that um, Nikki created her page. It should say August 27th. And then um, I showed them a picture from my camera roll that I took of her that day and it had the date on the top, like the camera roll does. And then our, our screen, I screenshot our text from that same press run Marissa too. All <laughs> the rest of these, you should be a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> and I lawyer. was like, case closed. Thank you. Soldier boys, all cap. I just, I took that shit down because I wasn't about to. But if anyone needs the receipts, feel free to hit me up because I have them. And yeah, then we're damn near at an hour. Um, I guess, oh, we have emails. You want to get into the emails? Yes. Uh, I have them right here. Um, so this is from Maya. She said, so I was listening to the Changes Good episode and I whipped out my phone to send this. I love how Marissa said that to avoid burnout, she makes a huge life change. I think it's so cool how you have possibly decided to move back to the East Coast next year. People are so scared to take a leap of faith and that's why most never get far in life. You aren't uprooting any kids and you aren't married yet, so why not figure um, out what's out there? That's so inspiring. I've been at my job for six and a half years and I've decided to leave Chicago and go to Texas by myself. That's fire, bro. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I just tell them I can always come back if it doesn't work out for some reason. I'm 30 with no kids, and how will I know if I don't try? That's a motherfucking fact. I also think my husband will find me there, but that's besides the point, LOL. Sorry this is so long, but that just triggered me in such a positive way because so many people at my job just live to work, and and I see them getting stuck there, and I refuse to let that happen. Do you have any advice on uprooting to a new city? Will you go back to Hot 97, or do you have a different plan? I love listening to you guys. I've been a fan since day one. Hey, Joyce, love you too, girly. I tweet you all the time. She does, and I love her. She's lit. Um, I don't have a plan. I don't even know if I'm going to definitely do it, but uh, just because that cross-country is just fucking exhausting. But I still want to, especially because with my original point when I started this, it just has my friends that I can do more shit with that I want to hang out with. Um, but even if I stay here, I'm going to still pick up and move to like a random town just to get the thrill of change. change of yeah. And, um, and I'm going to go by myself for the first time in a while. And, um, but I guess my, I don't know if I, if I have good advice for moving to a new city, because the problem is I had a little bit of a cheat code moving to LA because I had already been here multiple times and I had a whole network already built in of work friends of girlfriends to chill with and then I also moved out here with my best friends arms so um had someone to go out with for everything and he works in the same industry as me so we would you know it's we have all the mutual friends too so it wasn't even like I was dragging a random friend to stuff um so this honestly was a very easy transition uh I don't know if I would have it, but you've lived in different places, right? Like New Orleans and here. Yeah. And I always think about how I can like, I really want to move to Savannah, Georgia. Like I've thought about that a lot. Okay. Um, I want to like try out Portland and I also really want to like live overseas too. And like, I just think that I can do that at any time uh-huh. and it's, a, it's pretty cool. Um, and I, I don't really fear it just because I know that in the end it gives you so many different experiences to draw from and like you said like what's tying you down like exactly if you you know don't feel like other things like are chaining you to one single place like you have so many opportunities to go out and just do whatever the fuck you want like you always have that safety net to fall back on you know your home and where you're from but exactly and you know and And it's also just like a chapter in your life like it's such it could be two like it could just be two years or a year a year things like it's always so cool when you hear from people like like randomly shay and i were talking one time she was like oh yeah like i taught english in china yeah and i was like whoa what and like that's cool like just it's just a something that she it's it's not a huge part of anything it's just you know like it's just something that she did she doesn't 
And I think, you know, for people, it seems like you ha- you work in an office or would or in a place. So at least that's, you know, once you get a job, when you move out there, that's built in. You could at least make a friend or two there and you start building your network that way. Where, well, that's a great way. Yeah. Get on, you know, social media, make friends that way. It's little shit. I mean, obvious shit. Shit I probably wouldn't do because I'm weird. But, you know, I didn't I don't have that luxury moving forward since I kind of work from home. But. Yeah, I guess that would be my advice is do that. Yeah. Then Madeline emailed us and said, Hey, Marissa, it's Madeline, loyal MEIA fan. Just listening to episode 130. I wanted to let you know. Oh, damn. If that was 130, we must be on like 132. (laughs) I wanted to let you know I'm here if you want to talk more about recalibrating, rediscovering yourself. I know you're going through a weird time right now, but just remember that life is full of good and bad moments. The key is to remember that the bad moments are just that moments. This is advice to you as much as it is to myself. And then she gave me her LinkedIn. Um... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not even going through a bad time. I think I'm just going through a, like, next level time of, like, I don't know, shedding old skin, birthing myself into new skin. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Just, like, learning from the past and trying to move forward and make yourself better. And Honestly, I feel like I'm in a really, like, great place. Like, I just have such a great understanding for so many things and, you know, just... I'm not angry about like anything really like even shit that gets done wrong to me I'm just starting to understand like the shit is like above me like I you know I can't prevent these things and how people act towards me is not a reflection of me it's of them you know like how they react how all that shit so I'm just kind of learning how to be more motherfucking zen I guess and um yeah all right, one hour. I'm going to go get some Advil. I'm playing a motherfucking game. I've been so lazy all day that I have not gone to get my extra strength Advil while my vagina starts bleeding. So I'm going to go ahead lovely. and do that. And um, holla at us at Marissa Explains on Instagram and on Twitter, M-E-I-A podcast at Gmail. I'd love to know your thoughts on my little confrontation situation. Like, I, I just how would you have handled that yeah should I have not responded at all should I have am I wrong still like I un, I completely understand words warrant reactions so I'm understanding the negative energy but I don't understand like the continued like a year I don't know maybe maybe I'm just being green I'm not quite sure but um yeah we just love to know and thanks for listening talk to you guys next week because we're going to be very good i promise we will not miss a week again for at least a little while you have my word my word